With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And folks, we had a glorious win at the weekend. Liverpool 4, Southampton nil at Anfield. The ideal start to what is going to be a busy week. Tag, uh, Diogo Jota made it 1-0 on two minutes tapping home after great work from Andy Robertson and Sadio Mane. Really clever finish by Jota. His movement in the box is just unbelievable. If you don't pay close attention to him, you might be mistaken in thinking he just stands about. But the way he finds a half yard to give himself space is outstanding. He made it two on 32 minutes. Again, really good build-up play. This time on the right-hand side, Mo Salah and Jordan Henderson involved. Salah's cross and another simple finish for Jota. Made simple by excellent movement and anticipation. Five minutes later, Thiago Alcantara made a three. Did that little thing where he picks the ball up, rolls the studs over it, does a step over, throws two or three defenders off in one direction. Smashes a left-footed shot that takes a big deflection and goes in. I like to think it was flying into the top corner anyway off his left foot. But he's taking the goal no matter what. And then in the second half, seven minutes into the second half, Virgil van Dijk making it four with a fairly emphatic finish from a corner left unmarked. How do you leave Virgil van Dijk unmarked at a corner, Mr. Hasenhutl? I think it's fair to say Ralph Hasenhutl's gamble of moving to a 3-4-3, played right into our hands, Uh, didn't suit his players at all. It's not something that they've done this season, and I don't remember them doing it last season. Certainly not with this group of players. So he put his own team on the back foot. Going 2v3 with us in midfield is asking for trouble. And we were just dominant, rampant at times. Now, they did have some chances. They did break on us a couple of times. But never anything that we were going to be overly worried about. Thiago gave the ball away loosely on the edge of the box once. Ali made it a straightforward save. Made made it look straightforward. It was a difficult save, but Ali made it look straightforward. Uh, They broke down their right once in the second half, and Kanate did well. That was about it, really. We had 20 shots. They had seven. We had six on target, they had three. We had 65% of the ball, they had 35% of the ball. They committed 14 fouls to our seven. We were absolutely better than them in every single aspect of the game. A really impressive all-round performance, very businesslike, never really needed to get out of kind of second or third gear. These Reds are are very, very special. I think that's 17 games in a row where Liverpool have scored two or more goals. Back-to-back 4-0 wins in the Premier League. On now to Everton in midweek. And I think you'll probably see at least one change from the team that played on Saturday. You'd expect that Joel Matip will come back in. 
I do want to talk about Kanate, but before I do that, I just wanted to mention Andy Robertson, who came in for this game and had an outstanding game. Andy Robertson was absolutely phenomenal from start to finish. Someone said maybe someone put some coins in him again, and he's got all his energy back. But it was like that. It was like he'd stopped off and, and gotten a recharge or a refuel, and he looked like Robbo again. And maybe, just maybe, hearing that there is some debate over who should be the starter is the motivation he needs to refine his best form. If he keeps playing like he did on Saturday, there is no debate. As good as Costas is, that Robbo is a better player. Uh, Jordan Henderson came into the midfield. Again, he had a good game. Didn't feel the midfield was quite as good as it had been against Arsenal, but still he had a good game, was involved in the build-up to that second goal, involved in the build-up to a couple of other chances, um, and all things considered a solid 7 out of 10 from the captain. I think the midfield probably stays the same for midweek. The front three stays the same. I think the only change will be Matip coming in for Kanate. And then Jürgen might look to make changes for Wolves. And that might be the game in which Ox comes back in or Costas comes in or Tacky starts or something along those lines. Um, on Kanate, it's important to remember that this kid is 22 years of age and that this is his first season in the Premier League. And he doesn't turn 23 until May. So it's not like he's, you know, 22, turning 23 soon. He is a young kid. He was just turned 22 when we agreed the deal for him and got that signed. He's only had one full season of football prior to this. And that was in 1819. Because he had the hip injury in 1920 that cost him most of the season. Because Leipzig didn't treat it properly. And he kept having reoccurrences. Last season, Leipzig, to their credit, did manage him very, very carefully. So he made 21 appearances at half their games. He's coming to Liverpool. And has he looked incredible? No. There's been a couple of shaky moments here and there. But this idea that he looks like a fish out of water is completely untrue. He's had momentary lapses. He has yet to have a bad game. He's just had some momentary lapses. You look at the Porto game, there was a couple of little lapses, but they're also caused by him playing on the opposite side. He prefers to play the right side which is Matip's position, when he plays with Matip, he has to move to the left side, which is primarily where Joe Gomez is meant to be the backup, but he's obviously dealing with an injury at the moment. So this idea that he should be criticised for having a couple of shaky moments in games that were winning, and it's not like he's making the same mistakes over and over again. This is not a Lovren thing, where he's making the same mistakes and getting away with them. He's making small errors and then not making them again. There's a piece in the Daily Mirror written by a guy who, to call him a journalist, would be giving him far too much credit. This man hasn't been right about anything since he broke the news that Gerard Houllier was leaving the club 
in 2004. And this guy has come out and said, oh, Kanate shown that he can give the ball away in dangerous positions. And that's something Southampton picked up on. Well, let's look at the facts of the matter. He gave away one pass in his own half and one other in the centre circle. Neither of which were positions of danger based on where he passed the ball from. Not once in the game did he give the ball away in a dangerous area. Not once. Did he have a couple of shaky moments? Yeah. Yeah, he did. You'd like to see him be a bit more physical with Broya, but Broya's a beast. He misjudges the cross ball, but he manages to make a block on the shot when Southampton break down the right and cross it in. But he makes a good block and then he clears it. So he makes up for his own error. So others aren't having to carry him. This guy is 22 years of age. And he's stepping up into one of the best club teams in the world, in the best division in the world. And he's playing intermittently. He's not playing every single game. What's he got? Five, six appearances under his belt now? If he had 50 or 60 and there was criticism, then you could understand it. But after five or six... I don't know what the issue is that people take with certain players at our club and decide to write this type of tripe. We've seen it about Naby. We've seen it about Fabinho. We saw it about Emre. We saw it about Sacco. Saw it about Sturridge. Never seen it about certain other players, though. It's a weird thing. The same journalist that wrote this article, it's the same journalist who was bigging up Nat Phillips back in January when he was making all manner of mistakes. Isn't that a weird thing? What's the most basic, obvious difference between Nat Phillips and Kanate, I wonder? Mm. Who'll know? Mystery, isn't it? Jumping around the main Liverpool sites, obviously quite a bit of post-match on Liverpool.com and on This Is Anfield. Um, Liverpool.com have a piece up that's titled Liverpool duo ended 11-month wait with emphatic double reminder of Premier League credentials. So the first part of this obviously is Andy Robertson, and what an exceptionally good performance he had in this game. And the second one is Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's the first time in 11 months it would seem that they both had an assist in the same game. Um, But, I mean, there's been no doubt over Trent the last 12 months. He has been absolutely sensational. Liverpool sent 42 million transfer reminder by 13 goal next Luis Suarez who Barcelona and Man City like. This is Darwin Nunes, currently having a really good season for Benfica. Definitely one that will be worth keeping an eye on. He's um, he's really starting to show why Benfica paid such a big fee for him last year, coming out of the Spanish second division. Liverpool could have transfer edge for teenage wonder kid 
who changed his name to Tiago Alcantara. So Odin Holm, who took the middle name Tiago, um, has caught the eye in Norway this season, and the young midfielder should be on Liverpool's radar. He is meant to be very, very talented. Very, very talented. Um, he's had trials allegedly with Manchester United and Liverpool. So, yeah, definitely one maybe to keep an eye on. He could be someone that the Reds would have an interest in. Liverpool can avenge 21 million transfer mistake by signing six-goal championship wonder kid. Jaden Anthony has caught the eye for Bournemouth so far this season, and he should be on Liverpool's radar after the club missed out on Arnaut and Juma. So, let's be clear. Not signing Arnaut and Juma was not a mistake for Liverpool. Arnaut and Juma had played in the Premier League and been awful. And he went down into the Championship and he dominated. And he should dominate the Championship because at that point, he was a Dutch international player who had cost Bournemouth 14 or 15 million pounds. He should dominate the championship and even say dominate. He scored 15 goals. Ivan Tony dominated. He was just really good. Uh, so no, it wasn't a mistake to not sign Dan Juma and him doing well in Spain it proves nothing with relation to the Premier League. The wonder kid mentioned Jaden Anthony. He's not so much a wonder kid. He is 21. Um, and six goals and 21 appearances isn't exactly, isn't exactly lighting up the league. Now he is a talented player. He has looked quite good this season, but I think we might want to, uh, reevaluate the standard required to play for Liverpool. Liverpool can capitalize on frustration. To land 60 million Jordan Henderson's successor is another piece here. Uh, Calvin Phillips is the player mentioned. I do like Calvin Phillips. I, I would be very, very happy if we signed Calvin Phillips. I don't think it would cost 60 million to get Calvin Phillips in either. I think probably more in the region of about 40. Uh, I know he is first choice for England. I know he is, you know, 25, but I don't know that Leeds would, would demand 60 million for a player who'll be out of contract in 2024. Um, so at the end of this season, he's got two years left. I'd very much be in favour of, of bringing Calvin Phillips to the club. I think he's very, very good. Very, very good. Good on and off the ball, which is important. Well schooled under Marcelo Bielsa as well. Um, on this is Anfield. Liverpool monitor Barca centre-back as Steven Gerrard wants Joe Gomez. Would make sense for Gerrard to want Gomez. Gerrard's Rangers team were basically an Aldi version of Liverpool. And if he wants a Van Dijk, well, Gomez could do a decent enough, a decent enough impression. He'll have Ezri Konza as his Gomez. So why not have Gomez as his Van Dijk? Maybe not the perfect fit in terms of aerials, but yeah, I could see why he'd want uh, Joe Gomez. Uh, the wonder kid that Liverpool are alleged, or the defender Liverpool are allegedly interested in is Ronald Arejo of Barcelona. This kid is an absolute monster. Uruguayan international, five caps already, only 22. Unbelievable in the air. 
like absolutely unbelievable in the air. Barca signed him in 2018 for 1.7 million plus 3.5 million in, in variables. Stuck him in the Barcelona B team for two years. And he has just developed into an outstanding defender. Incredible in the air, good on the ball. He does profile as a very, very good partner for Van Dijk. So my assumption is that he'll profile as a good partner for Kanate. Uh, Daniel Sturridge misses first Perth Glory away game. And the quote is, he's just not used to it. Hmm. Oh, he had to pull out because of the... He suffered cramps from the flight. So Perth were playing in in Melbourne. And, um, yeah, he got cramps as part of the four-hour flight. Well, it'll take a bit of time for him to get used to it. It will. But um, I've no doubt Sturridge will be a success over there as long as he decides to stay. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com, Stephen Smith has his player ratings up, so do check those out. Podcast-wise, over the weekend, there was post-match Raw, Harry and Mo joining Trev to discuss the Southampton game. There was obviously the Nina Kowser show as well, with uh, Kalen and Tadiwa joining Nina, and then some call-in guests as well. So you can check both of those out. Uh, the Anfield Index podcast, episode 304, State of the Reunion, came out as well, so check that one out. And today... We have the latest edition of AI Scouted, which will be recorded quite soon. We have a new rival recon, and we have Molby on the spot all out today. So do give those a listen when you get a chance. And that is it, folks. That is me for the day. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.